Good evening and welcome back, podcast EGS family. We hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving uh, last week. Hope we helped you get some big dubs, man. Uh, hope you ate a lot of turkey and no sweet potato casserole. Um, no cranberry sauce. I hope y'all did not eat either of those. But <laughs> Tilly I, had a big plate Tilly of cranberry had, sauce. He had a whole damn thing to himself. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, how was y'all Thanksgiving? I guess how was everybody since last, we last recorded? Everybody's been good. It was good, yeah. man. You got the yeah. Snapchat I sent. I told you to come by. Anyhow. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. I had a good Thanksgiving. Everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, a lot of fantasy leagues. Got a couple of wins and losses. Like mine was like in between. It was an all right week for me overall. Um, yeah. Other than that, you guys wanna anything you want to share or get off say up or want to say before we start? Steelers. Steelers and keep it rolling. You should play some sad music for Brandon Harewood's team in the home league. Oh yeah. <laughs> but don't worry, he'll come back better than ever from this. He's never had a record this bad. He'll come back better than yeah. ever. Yeah. Real and don't worry in our league. Don't worry. He's not someone that just gives up. He's gonna go ruin everybody's waiver priority. Don't you worry about yeah. it. He's not gonna just fold. He's gonna do what you're supposed to do and keep playing. And unlike some people. Ruins he can ruin people's seasons. There's George teams Benson. they're trying to make there are teams that are trying to make the playoffs. And if Bua beats them, he might ruin their chances. Yeah, I'm at a point now. I'm just rooting for y'all. No, you're just here to beat the Bring it home. Now. You're just here yeah. to beat right. I'll do it this year. Don't you worry. Yeah, next year you got it, but I'll be there this year. I got you, buddy. I'm going to bring it home for us. My yeah. my goal now is do it. I'm going to win the loser's bracket in the playoffs. Well, yeah, man. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and hop into our week. We just finished week 12. Yep. Yep, week 12 recap. Um, Thanksgiving recap, week 12 recap, all that good stuff. There was a lot of games throughout the week, a lot of football last week, so we hope everybody had a good time. Uh, back to the regular schedule program now. I'm going to hop into our news and injury report. Chris Olave, um, it does have a concussion. I guess, obviously, we all know how that works. They're not the Thursday game, are they? I hope not. No, it's okay. Cowboys and Seahawks on Thursday. Okay, well, then. Keep an eye on it, you know, monitor it. Because um, if not, this is bad. Rashid Shaheed might not play. Michael Thomas is not playing. And Chris Olave doesn't play. Oh, God. And Jawan jo- Johnson got hurt, too. Jesus. So it- <laughs> Let me taste him here on Alvin Kamara. That's the offense. Exactly. What sucks is, though, is that, like, Olave was going off. Right. right. He was going crazy. But first yeah. off, the concussion was his fault. <laughs> Why? I didn't Why? see it. What the happened? ball was nowhere. You ever had a quarterback Dang. throw it and you know it's going out of bounds, but they try to make a crazy catch just to do it for no reason? Yeah. Then he fell stupid hard. Why would you do yeah. that? He could have just let the ball go out of bounds and go back to the line. He trying to do some Odell stuff for a catch that's not even going to count. Because he only played 47% of the snaps. And bro, he was like, cooked like, bro, all that was like in the first yeah. half. He was going crazy. Mm. Um, But yeah, keep an eye on that if you're Chris Olave owner. Um, DTR. Did y'all and see I'm that super, hit? What? On no, DTR? I didn't see it. I did not see it. You need to go watch it. He got, like, it was on the run, a throw, and he kind of stepped up, like almost jumped a little, and when he was in midair, just got taken right in the ribs, I think it looked like. i go on Twitter right now. Do it. And I know Amari Cooper went to the locker room. Uh, I don't Oh! Know. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. It was a rough mm. day for them because Amari Cooper, I, I think Miles Garrett had a little knock towards the end of the game. Uh, yeah, football, football has to change. If that's rough in the passer, I'm done. Yeah. Like that was, was he, a, put, he put his shoulder <laughs> dead in his chest. If that's rough yeah. in the passer, I'm done. Like, that was a welcome to the NFL here. No, right man, anyhow, and uh, Amari Cooper is also hurt as well. Um, well, it's good for the AFC North as, as far as the Steelers and Ravens. It's already a two-man race anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, keep an eye on that, I guess. It might be Skako season. Um, coming in. That might be their biggest blessing they got all year. Honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I get to the last piece of news, which is pretty short news week this week. Um, Frank Wright, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> has been fired. Shortest tenure ever as a head coach. Yeah. And he's the first coach to ever be fired in back-to-back seasons. I'm sorry, man. I don't – not saying he's doing the best job possible, but – I don't think this was the answer either. I think the answer is to get a new owner. Yeah, and GM, because if 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 the word around town is really true, Frank Wright asked for CJ Shroud. So we're going with Bryce Young. It's tough because like it's not a desirable job either. They're in full rebuild with no first round pick next year. Um I I don't know what they're gonna do. My issue but, uh, is like how are they how are they worse this year than they were last year? They were seven and ten last year. They almost Steve won the division because Steve, Steve Wilkes won half those games for him. I don't care what. No, I was just talking to my boss about this at work. He's a Carolina Panthers fan. He said he said I'm not hating on Frank Wright, but he was like Frank Wright was a terrible choice compared to Steve Wilkes when he took over the job. They were one and seven. And they almost made the playoffs when he took over. Yeah, like why why would you fire him? That doesn't make they're any a game sense. away. And the, and the players clearly loved them, so I don't get why the hell you fired them. But I also saw uh, this is irrelevant to that, but late in the game, they had the ball and they were down seven and they were going for it on fourth down. And apparently, this is from DJ Chark. He said that Bryce Young changed the play at the line of scrimmage and it didn't work. And DJ Chark said that he thinks the play that was called would have worked. <laughs> so, so is Stroud the issue? Is this is Zach Young Wilson situation. I mean, I mean, Bryce Young, my bad. No, I don't think it's a Zach Wilson. I, I, I don't. The problem is they're just they're so bad. I don't know how. Like, I guess their offensive line sucks, but it is atrocious. Even then, they, it was seventeen to seven against the Titans. Who I think the Titans put up. What did they put up against the Steelers? Fourteen, ten. So the defense isn't horrible. Yeah. It's just they're out there all the time. And we loved their line last year. I don't know what's going on, but Psst. yeah. And what makes it worse is you would have had the number one pick this year. You just gave the Bears the number one pick. Yeah. Like, don't forget about uh, DJ Moore too, and DJ Moore. Yeah, and like a second round, didn't they? It was more to it, right? I can't remember, but anyway, but. As y'all know, um, we all either live living or slash from North Carolina, so uh, we've seen better days. Uh, we'll just say that for the Panthers. Not that we any of us are Panthers fans, but um, and I feel bad for the kid, man. Bryce Young. I don't care what anyone says. Y'all, anybody that believes TJ Stroud would have walked in and done what he's doing with the Texans is on crack. He would have not looked that good if he played on the Panthers. I promise y'all that right now, he was not going to look that good. I'm not saying like the Texans have a oh my god roster. 
But you look at their line, pretty solid, good. They got top three left tackle in football. They have legit weapons, and they have a decent run game. The Panthers have one of the three. Actually, zero of the three. So there you go. I, I just don't understand how. They got Thielen. Like, I, I, they do. And I, I just need everybody to say, this is not just Bryce Young's fault. Yeah, CJ, not. not saying Bryce Young would have been doing what CJ Stroud is doing either. But I promise you, Bryce Young would probably look a lot better in Houston than he would in North Carolina. So everybody just give the kids some time as well. That's just my thing. Yeah. Um, as usual, we'll go ahead and head into our first segment, which is our players of the week. Go ahead. You've been waiting all year to say this, huh? Who, me? Yeah, look at big smile. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, because because he's arrived. The RB six on the season, RB three on the week, back to back top twelve finishes. Mister Bijan Robinson against a tough New Orleans Saints defense. Uh, Fifteen for ninety one and a touchdown, three receptions, thirty two and a touchdown, uh, five point six a carry, and he gets the New York Jets next week and the Carolina Panthers week fifteen. So. Yeah, man. I mean, this is what everybody's been waiting for. Back-to-back games with over 15 carries. Back-to-back games over 90 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, he just he looked really good if you watch. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a product, product of this. I know we are talking a little bit about it before the episode. I mean, this is what happens when you stop giving Tyler Algier all the carries. I mean, last two weeks, 27% of snaps, 29% of snaps these past two weeks for Algier. So I'm glad they're finally leaning on Bijan Robinson. I mean, he looks great on tape, and when you give him the work, this is what happens. So I think he's probably around. I mean, uh, God damn, how do you have all these running backs? This is crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, What'd he's going uh, nuclear finally. Arthur Smith learned, you know, again, my best player to ball a lot. He, he tends to do pretty good. It's kind of how it works. It's that simple sometimes. Who who are you talking about with running backs? Yeah, you. Me. You, bro. What, what about you, me? Bro. You what? Anyhow. What, uh, what about me? I thought my team was not, not capable. I was capable. I don't respect your receiving core. I told you that. But I respect your running backs. And I told you I don't need my receiving core to do a thing if these running backs pop. Anyway. All I'm saying is uh, Bijan is finally – I ain't going to say he's coming around. I guess Arthur Smith is coming around, really, because Bijan's been doing what Bijan's been doing. Uh, realistically, it's just a matter of how many touches he was getting. But the most encouraging thing is the last – is that four weeks? Yeah, four weeks. Great yards per carry every game. Um, so maybe they're starting to gel better him in the offensive line as well. Touchdowns three out of the last four weeks. Uh, he has four touchdowns in the last four weeks. So I don't know, man. I like where he's going going forward, and he has he's right up there with Derrick Henry for the best running back schedule remaining. Uh, to be honest, so. And the important thing for, in my opinion, is they're in first place in this division now, so it's their division to lose. So if he's Arthur Smith is smart, which. We'll see. He's going to continue to do what makes this team play the best, and that's get the ball in his best players' hands. Well, I'll go ahead and get into my, uh, my player of the week, my QB one, Mr. Josh Allen. Finally, I mean, this is just crazy. I mean, I can't say fine. He's been playing good all year, but damn, he put a 39.6 points. Your QB one on the week, and right now your QB one on the year. Um, 51 pass attempts, season high. Jesus. 30- 
29 completions, 339 yards, two touchdowns. And this is the Josh Allen of nine carries, 89, I mean, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I don't know what to say. That that performance is crazy. If anybody was watching, he literally carried him as hard as he could. Like, he could not do any more to keep them in that game. Granted, he did have a couple turnovers. But, bro, the defense had to get a stop or two, bro. Like, he did as much, especially playing against the Eagles at Philly, putting up that many points, that's not on him. Yeah, in the rain, too. It looked like, I mean, that was a great matchup. I mean, him versus Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts also had a big game. But, yeah, he went straight Superman mode. It was like prime Cam Newton. Like and like you said, seeing him actually show off that rushing ability, I mean, I feel like he's kind of been holding back here and there in a few games, but he let loose his game. Not 81 rushing yards, two rush touchdowns. I mean, insane. Hey, how many 40-point performances have we had from QBs this year? I don't know. I, I think know, it was Dak, one guy. Dak had uh, one. CJ Stroud had one, I think, right? Oh, so Dak, Dak CJ Stroud, and then I'm pretty sure Josh let me Allen. check, but I'm I'm 99% sure Dak had one. Yeah, Dak, uh no, he didn't. Never mind. He had 37.8. Because he threw a pick. Wow. So uh yeah. I don't think I just need to explain why he's a player of the week. 40 point. If you lost and you had Josh Allen, you better go reevaluate that whole team. Well, your season should already be done. There's no reason you should be losing if your quarterback is put up 40. I'm sorry. No circumstances. But, yeah, man. You can go ahead, be whenever you want to take over. Yeah. The boy Dakota. Dakota Prescott. Tilly's favorite QB. Um, he's off my list. Run. He's off my yeah. list. He was, he was on the list. Now he's off. He, you have him in fantasy, right? That's that's your starter QB at this point. Um, but, hey, man, like I said, he's been on a run. And he went off on Thanksgiving um, this week. Only 22 completions, but he threw for 331 yards, four passing touchdowns. I mean, he demolished the the Washington Commanders on Thanksgiving. Um, And when you look at, I mean, he's been on the streak basically week six. um, But even from week eight after his bye through week 12, he's been the QB1. He's averaging 28 points a game. Like, I don't know. I've never seen this from Dak. I mean, he he always shows his flashes every year and there, um, every year. But I mean, this is a, a really good run he's on, and he has a lot of great matchups down the line. So at this point, I think he's just a must start. Um, just going forward. I mean, you have to trust what you're seeing. The offense looks great, and he's playing great, great football right now. Yeah, he's definitely a must start going forward. It's not an option. Um, just ride the wave. Until the wave is not there anymore. Um, and honestly, he's probably going to be one of the better quarterbacks going ahead into the playoffs. Um, he's heating up at the right time. That's mainly the most important thing I want to say about and, heating up at the right time is super important, especially for the playoffs. And I was talking to B-Wood about this before you got in here, Joe, but he has games that they're going to be competing in, which, in my opinion, is what you want to see for a quarterback. He's got Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit to close it out after this week. And all of those, in my opinion, are probably going to be one or two score games unless Miami, for some reason, does what they do against every good team and plays horrible. But, yeah. Possibly. I mean, Detroit is, like, arguably one of the worst pass defenses in the league right now. Uh, they just gave up 25 to Jordan Love. What are you trying to say about Jordan Love? I'm trying to say that the Lions have never won on Thanksgiving or there's some stat I saw whenever there's like some full moon or something, they're like 0-12 or something. That was a big so, laydown. That was yeah. yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> but I guess 
go ahead and jump into overperformers. I'll go with mine. You we can go right after me because we got two guys from the same team. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Mine is Royce Freeman. Uh, 14 fantasy points, your RB15 on the week, but 34% of snaps, 13 carries for 77 and a touchdown. Please don't chase it. Just please. It's not. <laughs> It's not 34% of snaps isn't going to get you RB15 most weeks. The Cardinals are horrible against the run, and they've got Cleveland and Baltimore coming up next. So I would not chase this. And I mean, RB15 on 34% of snaps is clearly an overperformance. Yeah. And I will talk about Kyron Williams. I'm not saying, I mean, it's an overperformance just because of the numbers he put up. I mean, it was RB1 on the week, fresh off of coming off IR. Um, but 16 carries, 8.9 a carry, 143 rushing yards, and then he just adds on six catches for 61 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, 35 points. He did his best McCaffrey. Literally. Like, it was insane. Like, Nah. Arizona better spend that first that first pick on a, the best D-line yeah. in history. No, sir. There's no way that is possible. It was straight bully ball. Um but yeah, great performance by Kyron Williams and those who who've had him and and had to wait that long for him to come back. I mean, it was worth the wait. And he blessed you. You won if you had Kyron Williams. So it's good to see it. Um, they both literally. I don't know how the hell Royce Freeman did that. Kyron Williams, it makes sense. <laughs> like I don't know how the hell Royce Freeman did that. Um, I ain't no hater, but somebody got to be overperformer for a reason. Doing that on you said thirty percent snap sure? Thirty four, yeah. Thirty four. Wow. Um, is it me or have RBs been incredibly bad? Like outside of the top, like half. Like if you if you really look at all the weeks and don't look at the top twelve, usually it's still not easy to be a top eighteen guy either. But some of these guys at eighteen be putting up like nine point eight, and so I'm like, what is you? This? You know it's bad when like RB thirty four this week was Eckler, RB 30, 29 was Brees Hall. Yeah, like Rico Dowdle almost top the top twenty four. That's how you know that it's messed up right now. <laughs> it's been like a roller coaster, like with these running backs. But except, except gotta, for McCaffrey. <laughs> that's why you take notes and secure the good ones. And that's why I say, like, I get like what people want to say about, all right, well, how can Kyron Williams be an overperformer when he's done like similar scores this year? I get it, but it was his first game back. That's the obvious. Nobody thought he was gonna even against the Cardinals, nobody thought he was gonna put up that many points. That is ridiculous. Um, yeah, because yeah, we were talking betting before the game, and we were like contemplating, oh, should we took his forty yards, and like we were like, no, we shouldn't. They had that in the first quarter, and yeah, he oh. triples it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm getting my over performer. Um, this one hits close to home. Mister Zay Flowers is my over performer of the week. Zay finishes the wide receiver four this week, highest finish on the season. Uh, he had eight targets, five catches, twenty five yards, a touchdown, one carry, thirty seven yards, and a touchdown. Get him the football. If you usually six touches and 50 yards does not result in wide receiver four, to put it in the nicest way. Um, but yeah, like you say, he finished a 20.7 on a week. Just wasn't enough touches, enough volume there. I could get if he would have had like 70, 80 yards or something, but like the volume wasn't like the volume wasn't there in any category. He barely got, I mean, I guess five catches is a solid amount, but it's not like crazy. You got his one carry was a 40 yard touchdown run. Which was very amazing <laughs> to watch. I'm not gonna lie, they're yeah. lightning the bottle. Um, but yeah, man, as simple as that. He just overperformed. It was a great week by Zay. He's had other good weeks, but 
Yeah, if it went finishing as the wide receiver four on six touches is absolutely that might be worse than worse Freeman's. I don't know how many touches <laughs> worse Freeman had, but the finish as a wide receiver four on six touches is actually absurd. But yeah. going forward, I mean, I guess he's tough. Like, I don't know when to play him sometimes, but it's more encouraging without Mark Andrews, I guess. Yeah, literally, uh, as soon as Mark Andrews went down, I literally texted in our group chat, like, this is a flowers time. Um, I would like it, like you said, I like to see him get more touches than six. Um, but it's good to see that you know you guys trust him in, in critical situations. It was it was a close game you guys were in last night. So hopefully he just continues to pick up steam. Second, we, I mean I've been preaching this for the last few weeks, but second half rookies. Hopefully you know this just whole, continues. Holy schedule! He might have like the best schedule remaining. Yeah. I also think you need to monitor monitor Odell. Odell looked a little. We talked about that too. He hit the yards. He hit the catches. Brandon. He. he I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's been banged up. And listen, 33% of snaps last week, seven targets. 32% this week, five targets. Hey. If it ever increases to 50 or 60, you can easily be getting eight to 10 targets a game. Yeah. But anyway, is it flowers? I think we're saving him for the play. I'm not saying saving him, but we're not trying to play him like more than a certain amount for right now. I was going to put Zay Flowers. I thought I put him in the dock, but I agree. That's crazy. It'd be wider. What did you say? Why does he four? Yes, on six touches for 57. Yeah, on what? Dude, get him 10 targets, please, and, and let him show you what he can do, please. Yeah, that was the most targets he's had in the last <laughs> six weeks, though. So that's encouraging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we can go ahead and hop into our underperformers of the week. Yeah, go ahead and get into yours, uh, if you don't mind, Tilly, because I was I was thinking, debating, putting his 40 on my bet all, the whole Sunday, and I was like, no, nah, I'm just not going to do it. I'm so glad <laughs> yeah. I did. Uh, 90% of snaps. Before this, had only two games lower than five fantasy or lower than ten fantasy points. Your wide receiver, one hundred and fifteen on the week, Mister Adam Thielen, point uh, seven fantasy points, one catch for two yards uh, against a favorable matchup. Yeah, he had three targets, which is his second lowest of the season. He had two week one. Uh, it was disgusting. Like makes no sense. Who I didn't even look, but who who had the target? Did Jonathan Mingo have the targets? Yeah, I think Mingo yeah. had the most targets. Mingo did. I think I have a solid game. Mingo had six. What did Chark have? Chark had four. So yeah, I mean, it's ugly. Uh, do you continue like changing? I guess that well, obviously we're changing the play calling because Rick was originally. Or Reich had retaken the play calling duties. So, do you you concerned if you're a Thielen owner? I'm like, concerned. Can you start, can you start him every week going forward? Still, if I had Zay Flowers on my team, I'm starting to take Flowers over Thielen next week. Well, good thing to read the bar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> but you get what I mean. Like, are you starting? I mean, Thielen or T Higgins. I try. I try Thielen only because the, the they fired. I mean, he just had so much success. It's hard for me to just turn my back after a fact. Yeah, that, like weeks. Because I mean, they're still gonna suck and they're still gonna play from behind. That's the one thing that is always gonna be in his his favor in terms of game script. So I I guess want to look at it, but it is tough to play him right now. I mean, like, are you playing Thielen or Jordan Addison? I would play Jordan Addison. Probably Addison. But what sucks about Thielen is that, I mean, the game before, he had 11 targets, eight catches. 
get 11 points against Dallas. It's, it's just the fact he goes into one of his easiest matchups and gives you one catch. So, guess That's you roll him out one more time. Yeah, yeah, I'll roll him out one more time. If he, if he kills you, then, yes, sit him on the bench. But you got to make a decision before the playoffs if you're riding with him or not. I know. Yeah. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. But, yeah, I was looking at the stats, and I was like, is Adam Thielen just not playing? And it was getting nasty, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, maybe that was a sign. Thank God I didn't put him on my bets. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and get into mine. Uh, Jesus Christ. I'm done with this guy. Mr. Cooper Cup, wide receiver of the Los Angeles Rams, is my underperformer of the week. And drum roll, please. He gave you a whopping, was it 3.3? 3.3 on 88% snap share. Your wide receiver 78 after being your wide receiver 86. So I guess we got better this week. We got a little better. You know what I mean? It's not as bad. Five targets, three catches, 18 yards. And he went into the game as a healthy like play. There was no injury destination. What's going on? Aaron Williams still on touchdowns. But yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> what, what was Puka's line? I know somebody's a Puka owner in here. I am. It wasn't good either. Um, let me see. So Royce Freeman and Kyron just took all the whole Puka, was, Puka yeah. was four for 28. Yeah, eight targets, 4.7 points. And the thing is, Matt Stafford literally had a great game in fantasy. And two two had the receivers. Out the receiver. Probably. Yeah, probably. I know Higby did. Higby had two touchdowns too. I'm a Cooper Cup dynasty owner, and I think it's uh it's sad sad days ahead for me. But this is my issue in redraft. So people go in and draft him, right? <laughs> First round pick. He goes out and re-aggravates whatever hamstring or something. You wait four games, he blesses you the first two games, and now he hasn't given you like over I don't even know what the most he's scored in the last like four or five weeks. Like he's killing you. If yeah, trade I mean, deadline has a if your trade deadline hasn't passed, is he a trade for guy? Wait, what, um, like, what are you, like, what are you going to give up for him? That's what I'm saying. What are you giving up? Because if somebody says it's Cooper Cup, I'll slap him. Because I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna show them numbers and be like, at some point, we can't keep saying that, bro. No, let's, let's go. Bad. Let's go back to what I was saying earlier. Would you trade him for Zay Flowers? Is that too low? I think it's too low. Would you trade him for Nico Collins? I don't know, man. See. The fact that we're even thinking about that. It's still Cooper Cup, though. That's the problem. It's like, damn. But you just said you're going to slap someone. No, no, listen. I'm saying, like, in terms of if you're the owner and you want to give him away, you're still like, damn, bro, I'm about to give away Cooper Cup for a piece of chips. I know. You probably drafted him in the first three rounds. That's the issue. But literally, he hasn't given you more than five points in the last five games. How many times can you wait? And there's probably a lot of guys. I mean, most of the time, there's probably somebody on your bench who's outscoring him. So, I don't know. I would sit him until I see more than eight points. Yeah. You going to disrespect my mans after he made you money? <laughs> talking to you. You going to talk about you going to disrespect my mans after he made you talk about money? the talk about the backup running back for the Ravens. I don't want to yeah. Nah, I'm not disrespecting. Go ahead. But we've gone on a good a solid streak where Gus you could plug Gus Edwards in your lineup and he was blessing you. He's a running back 11 right now in fantasy for those who don't know. Um, but this past week, 27% of snaps in a good matchup, eight carries, 26 rushing yards. Me and Joe had a bet in last night, the last leg of our parlay, hundred dollars on the line. We needed 25 rushing yards and he gave us 26. Um, 
He cashed though, but I was sweating. Sounds like you owe him a thank you. Not a- <laughs> yeah, I do owe him a thank under, you. And you said, now I'm going to put you on my underperformers. Okay. And, and he owes me a new outfit. I just sweated mine out last <laughs> night. Um, But I don't know. This was a little weird. And what's also weird is, it's not weird, but Keaton Mitchell, who we've been, we've been discussing the last few weeks, played the most amount of snaps he's played all season. Had a decent game. 46% of snaps, nine carries, 64 rushing yards. Go Pirates. Are you comfortable? I know Gus Edwards still has an upside for, for a rushing touchdown, but are you comfortable rolling him out again next week? No. Throw me names. I mean, next week he will be on by, but you guys know what I mean. Throw me names. I'll probably start a lot of people over him. Uh, Would you start? Don Roy Freeman? That's gross. That's <laughs> gross. Would you start um, if Akhenan's not back? Would you start Jeff Wilson? Nah. He had 10 Me personally, no, this no. week. Me personally, no. But the I'm only reason like that yet. Only, the only reason you're not Adam Gus is because you because he bless you with these touchdowns. He's like Jamal Williams. What about No, Jamal? but that was the it, bro. We knew this before then. If he didn't score, you knew what it was. What about I know, but he was getting more snaps before. That's my issue. Like, is he gonna give me 20% of snaps again? I mean, you can't just keep the I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, no, there's no way anybody's watched the Ravens game and said, yeah, Keaton Mitchell should not be on the field more. He needs to be on the yeah. field as much as possible. So, like. He is what he is at this point. So, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wondering if that that gust streak, like, I know guys who probably picked him up off waivers are just plugging him in and winning every week. But at this point, I mean, we're, 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 we're a game or two away from playoffs, like. My opponent picked him up on? off waivers, and he also played him this week. <laughs> Your opponent is sad right now. But, yeah, I don't know. This is weird. Like, would you drop him for Keith Mitchell if Keith Mitchell was on waivers? Yes. Probably. Oh, Joe. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Keith Mitchell just does more of his opportunities right now, too. And Gus is one of the best yards per carry, and not exaggerating. Of all time, if you go by a minimum amount of attempts, he is one of the best yards per carries ever. Like, so I knew they were going to split it up. I just thought he'd get more than eight, even though he only was getting like 12 or 13 anyway. I just didn't expect it to drop all the way to eight. So, uh, yeah, it was just a bad game. But going forward, yeah, you could probably cannot trust Gus any further. Are are you betting his 25 rushing yards next year? You're not. Don't say you are. No, you're not. You're, what do you feel more comfortable, him or Mitchell? Mitchell, especially because after the bye week, now they got a whole, yeah. now they got a whole week to get Mitchell more time to get installed into the offense, like a whole week to genuinely just install him more in. Yeah. Mitchell gonna get you that on one run. No, for real. Every game, his yards per carry, one run of fifteen to twenty yards, never fails. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was seven to carry last night, Mitchell. <clears throat> We all good? Yep. Well, we can go ahead and get into our droppable guys. Yeah, Ben said this. You go ahead. I'm already on. You go ahead. Get him out of here. Which put him one? In a, put him in a back hood. I was about to do Put one. Pierce in a back hood right now. Yeah. <laughs> Damian, <laughs> Damian Pierce. Uh, probably a dead zone running back draft pick. I don't even remember where he went in our home league, but. Pretty good. It wasn't It wasn't terrible. Right around the Miles Sanders area, probably. That's probably before yeah. Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, first week back from injury, uh, 18% of snaps, five carries, 14 yards, 2.8 a carry. Uh, 
Hmm. I think that 2.4 a carry. Devin Singletary only had three a carry. But the point is, Devin Singletary has just looked better the entire season. Um, and uh, I think the Texans' identity is to throw the ball. Um, they're going to win games. They're going to throw the ball. And Damian Pierce sucks for fantasy right now, and he's wasting a spot, and you're not going to play him. So drop him and pick up the defense that you need for week one of the playoffs. And I second that as a Damian Pierce owner because I still ain't dropping yeah. him. So drop him. Now let's put I, his next This was his last straw. This was it. This was it. I'm done. <laughs> My my next pick, be what had. Yeah, this one's hard. And no, I had to not. do this in one league. It's no, it's not. He should have been, been off your roster. <laughs> <laughs> but T. Higgins, man, it's almost like a, the wide receiver version of Damian Pierce. Um, it's only really giving you two playable games this entire year. The rest of it, the other half, he's either just giving you under three points or he's just been hurt. And he's still hurt. And now, um, who is their the quarterback? Browning is their quarterback now. And for anybody who watched the, the game. Jake Browning, um, four-year starter yeah. at the University of Washington. Don't disrespect Jake him like Browning. That. Excuse me. Excuse my French. But that offense is in trouble. Um, The the very few like bright spots of the offense uh, yesterday was just some fluky plays where like the ball was tipped and, and Jamar Chase caught the ball or, or – Joe Mixon has a random like 60 yard screen pass, but offense doesn't look fluid. And T. Higgins, um, who knows when he'll be healthy? Um, he's coming off of a hamstring injury. Possibility he could play next week, but he's oh. not already not a volume guy. And if they're not accurate passes and he's he's not 100 percent I don't know how much upside you'll get from him. You have to play teach a podcast called The Art of Finesse next offseason. <laughs> like, bro, it's Bro, you have less than two weeks to the playoffs. So if you don't think you're going to play him in your lineup in the playoffs, why is he on your team? Yeah. There should be nobody on your team, even a bench guy that you do not, unless we are referring to a handcuff. If there's a somebody on your bench that is not a handcuff and you do not see yourself playing them, the only reason I'm telling you not to drop them is maybe because your waivers are so thin there's just not a point of dropping them. True. But if there is anybody that can give you any little bit of life, please drop T. Higgins for them right now. Speaking of that, Non-related. If you're the McCaffrey owner, if you're the Tony Pollard owner, if you're the I'm trying to think what other running backs. You have a top two running back. Yeah, if you have a top two running back, drop T. Higgins and pick up your handcuff before it's too late. Because the last thing you need is the fantasy playoffs come around. Waivers run. And a guy like me. Exactly. Brandon Harewood in the loser's bracket. <laughs> He's in the loser's bracket and, and, playing, and then still pit, making waiver wire pickups. Why? Yeah. Why? Regardless, go get your handcuff. But, yeah, T. Higgins. Like, I was listening to a podcast this morning, and Jamar Chase only had four catches, and one of them was a huge play. And it's, he had two big catches. The other two were not really big. No, uh, and they – these guys were saying that if Browning's a quarterback, that Jamar Chase is at best a wide receiver three rest of the season. I mean, Browning did not look good. And the Steelers, I know everybody says we have a great defense. Our DBs aren't that great. And we, you know, they couldn't throw on us at all. So, yeah, I would be careful with the Higgs. 
Yeah, it's crazy. T. Higgins is rostered in ninety three percent of leagues on sleeper. That is an absurd number to be it's honest. Your name value, yeah. Um, you got the backup tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I get into mine. Well, because when I was basically, <laughs> y'all know, my biggest thing is how much they roster. It's usually how I determine my favorable droppable guy. And mine is Mr. Kyle Pitts, tight end of the Atlanta Falcons. Why is he still rostering eighty five percent of leagues? <laughs> What is going on? This all year. What your is boy, going on? Your, your boys who has him in Slaga, too. And is starting him, I think. Bro, he's the he's the tight end 18. Nah, he started up in Ingram. I'll give him some respect. But yeah, I'm about to say. He's a tight end <laughs> 18. You must have been watching that Atlanta game from church. Cause... He just played his lowest snap percentage of the entire season. How many how many receptions did he have or targets? Two targets, two receptions. Well, it makes you feel any better. Janu had zero. <laughs> That's a – I don't Hold get on, the cow. And on. that was a great matchup. I want to say their third tight end had a catch that might have been a big play. Hold on. You're tight end 30 this week. Like, bro, he's not – he's not. He's physically losing you games. Like, he's actually not even helping you. Yo, I guess he's not worse know. than any other tight end, personally. They've got seven – They've got seven tight ends listed on their sleep roster and sleeper. Whoa. Whoa. And six running backs, and they only have six receivers. They don't use not one of them. Like, how do you draft a guy? They're the best tight end prospect in the history of the NFL. And he, you can't get him more than two targets. It's crazy. In a good but, matchup. Like, you're not even trying to force it. At some, I haven't even seen a game where you're just like, we don't care if you're covered. We're just actually just going to throw you the ball and just go get it. That is bad management. Like, I don't know what's going on. Hey, you can call up bad management. They're about to win their division, probably. 85 percent, <laughs> roster, and over forty-two percent. Almost, almost half of the people on Super are still starting Kyle Pitts. Now I'm starting Logan Thomas. So I ain't got no right to talk. He's gonna give me about the same amount as Kyle Pitts, but Logan Thomas wasn't the highest drafted tight end prospect to ever. I'm about to say you got him on. I don't know how that works. So <laughs> that's kind of which way the way I'm looking at it. But does that mean you're gonna take my waiver guy? You might as well keep the tight ends going. You can go ahead with lead into our waiver. Yes. Wire. Yeah. We've been waiting on it. Uh, my waiver <laughs> pickup is the Moose. The Moose got loose. Uh, only rostered in 49% of leagues. You're tight end two on the week. Nine we receptions. Got, we got Kyle Pitts being rostered at 85. For 120. Uh, this is the first game without – I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't deserve me to say it. Uh our former offense coordinator, and clear it was yeah. clear that get Fryer moved the ball. Uh, he was violating down the seams. I don't know if anybody saw. I, know, I think B was watching. He was yes, sir. Every snap. very effective, uh, and he should be. I mean, with how thin tight end is, and look, besides Joe, Joe shouldn't pick him up. Uh, we should let him fall to the back of the waivers uh, and slag us so I can get him. Um, yeah, pick up the move. Hell no, you got eight running backs. You live with that. That's what you're going to. Anyhow. Don't worry, Tilly, I got you. Thank you. But... <laughs> hey, don't run. I'm about to cuss on this podcast. Don't ruin my day. <laughs> do not pick up the move, bro. You do not need them. I'm asking you Please. to not do it, Brandon. But <laughs> and I'm dead serious. Do not pick him up. But yeah, man, uh, he was cooking. Look like the move that that's the move that we all were so hyped about this offseason. Yes. Finally. Um now, of course, we didn't expect him to do that every single game, but we felt like we should have had multiple games up until this point. Now, granny has been hurt. You know what I mean? It's not really his fault. 
Um, but it's good to see he's back. He looks healthy. He looks like the Muth again. So uh, I definitely suggest going to pick him up the waiver wire. Um, I'll go ahead and get him on. Mine is Mr. Rasheed Rice, wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this is a guy I absolutely am dropping T. Higgins for, to give you an example. <laughs> now, it's not that I can convince you that Rasheed Rice has some fancy stats right now going on. But, of course, the obvious is, you know, last week he was a wide receiver three on the week. Um, He did finish with 10 targets, eight catches, 170 yards. Even before then, I can't say it was anything impressive, but three out of the last five weeks, he's finished as almost a wide receiver two or better and almost a wide receiver one twice. So, I don't know. I think it's getting better. Um, the number his his numbers the last five weeks. I've seen a lot of people on people's benches that are putting up by far worse numbers and that are still being rostered. He's only being rostered in well, I can't say only. I mean, it's 72% of leagues on sleeper, so I can't speak for every app personally, but I, I didn't think it would be that high. I'm pretty sure in a lot of apps or places around he's not rostered 72%. And I think going down the stretch, um, he's slowly becoming the number one. He is the number one receiver to me, like so outside of Kelsey. Uh, you basically get number one receiver, Patrick Mahomes, that he actually wants to throw the ball to. No offense to Kadarius Tony, but like, he actually wants to throw the ball to Rasheed Rice. So, he got remember, he's still – this is his second year. This is his rookie year, right? Yeah, yeah rookie. rookie year. Still rookie year, so yeah. he's still learning, man. He's still getting better. Like, I don't know. I think this could be somebody who you can somehow sneakily find yourself playing at the end of the season. So, I think it's worth a wave of wire pickup. Yeah, I agree. Like, from what I'm seeing, he looks like the most trusted receiver target and the touchdowns are there. I mean, he has five touchdowns in 12 weeks. He's scoring every other game. So, at the minimum, even if he doesn't have one of those spike games like he had this past week where he gets all these targets, I mean. Because then they're actually trying to find him when they're in the red. Yeah. Like they're trying to find him. He's a touchdown target. So, I like it. And, like you said, I mean, it's it's Patrick Mahomes' number one target outside of Travis Kelsey. So, there's some type of upside there in itself. So, I like it. You know, wrap us up. Yeah, not getting to mind. I mean, we've talked about him a few times this year. Um, he's dealt with injuries these past two to three weeks, but seems like he's healthy now. But Josh Downs, um, wide receiver for the Colts, rookie wide receiver for the Colts. Um, I just like what I saw. I mean, it wasn't a big game this past week, but you can't ignore 13 targets. He only caught five of them uh, for 43 receiving yards, but we've seen it throughout the entire season. Um, ever since Minchu took over, when Josh Downs was healthy, he's giving you like six plus targets every single game. And a lot of those, I mean, he has some 12 targets, eight targets, nine targets. And like I said, this past week, 13 targets. Um, has a great matchup next week against Tennessee. I think he can see somewhere eight plus targets. And especially in PPR leagues, I think this is somebody you can at least hold on your your bench for now. And if you're in the pinch next week with a lot of buys, I think it's somebody you could possibly flex in a PPR league. Um, I I think that's so a yeah. great point because I own him in Slaga for that exact reason. Because last week I looked ahead and saw that I have two of my – I only have three wide receivers in my roster. That I have two of the three of them are on by. I had to go pick someone up and Downs looked like he had the best matchup. But, yeah, when he's healthy, he's really good. Um. Alec Pierce is cool, but Pittman and Downs are the future of the Colts. <laughs> they got a good core, man. You got Pittman, you got Downs, you got Anthony Richardson, who was looking really good. JT. You got JT. JT's heating up. Yeah. Don't forget about Mo Alley Cox. Zach Moss. Gigantor. But yeah. Who's that other giant that guy tied in? Don't they have another one? I know here. The dude that's 6'7. I can't think of his name. Yeah. 
I'll, have another I'll tell one, you real quick because I know you're, yeah. you're going to want to know. It's uh, yeah. Jelani Woods. Yeah. Just be <laughs> two demons. Yeah. But yeah, man, I like the Josh Downs pickup. A uh, bright future. I think he's a better dynasty pickup, but obviously, like, I mean, for the whole, but obviously, he's done as much as he can for the opportunity he's been presented. That is what I can say. Um, so I expect for him to keep earning more opportunities. Like we said, man, you need those guys that are starting to understand the rookies the back half of the season. They usually get a lot hotter if they understand what's going on a lot more, man. So, um, yeah, like Josh down. So, get you two receivers, one tight end. Hopefully, you can snag one of them. But, uh, yeah, man, you fellas got anything to say for uh, take us on up? Nope. Any score predictions for tonight's game? This tonight, Vikings, Bears. Yeah. Uh, I got 28-24. I got 24-20 Vikings. Sounds right. Yeah, I got Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. As always, thank you guys for sticking around. We love y'all around here at the podcast, EGS family. Happy to have y'all here. Happy for y'all to be listening. As usual, y'all can follow us on social media at podcast EGS on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the link in our bio will give you access to all episodes per usual. Um, as always, you know, we we prefer any like star reviews, you know, just anything you guys want to help us out with for support. And we'll see you guys in a few days.